stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meat, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And we are in the studio today. Woohoo! It's very good stuff. Mm-hmm. I like being in person. I do too. Yeah. We we just weren't in the studio together because we have learned the hard way <laughs> not to do interviews that you probably heard back a couple of weeks ago from this particular one. Mm. Uh, it, when we're together, because for some reason my internet goes screwy and it is Mercury retrograde. Yeah, and the tech just cannot hang. And so we have to do those remote. Yeah. But Runa brought the magic. Yeah, that was fun. We had no tech problems. As a person who's never met her, that was a really fun way to meet her. Yeah. Yeah. I like her a lot. Yeah. As I'm sure if you heard the podcast, we, you know. Yes, it's yeah. very clear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was get even though I see her all the time. Yeah, you have your buds. I just like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway. Well, hi. Hi. Uh, we do have a little bit of babble today. Do we? And then we're going to get to our fabulous topic, which is astral everything. Astral everything. <laughs> and, but I have to ask. Yeah. How was the Gorillas concert? Oh, my God. And yes, I did know some of the music, you all, <sighs> when she played some, but not a lot of it. It was so good. It was so good. And... I got to be very, very, very close to the stage. Just like very close. Yeah. Yeah. And like I could make eye contact with people on stage. And there were so many incredible like guests and the opener was Earth Gang and they are Mm. so good. And like the stage was just positively bursting with black excellence like it Mm. was the most beautiful it was like being at church if i it's what i feel like church would feel like if i felt anything about church wow uh they well it is church in a kind of way i think music especially for sure huge people and raising the frequencies absolutely yeah and like dancing around with other people who are just like really in it uh there were people fully smoking joints in front of me though which was rough because i was like i did not come here to be stoned my guy uh but otherwise other than me being a grandpa about it i was it was really fun and they played an incredible set and they played stuff from all the different phases of their music and then they played the two songs that are on their upcoming album that are out and i'm they were so it was just so good was so good. That is the fact that they played from every phase. Yeah. Of the, I love that. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, musicians. Thanks, musicians. <laughs> they played like they played the hits. Yeah. Because you got to. Because some of their hits are so iconic that you got to. Mm-hmm. But like they also uh, like Feel Good Inc. has not Feel Good Inc. Excuse me. Clint Eastwood has a remix. That's very, very good. And so they played they played Clint Eastwood most of it, and then they transitioned into playing the remix. And the guest who raps on that remix came out and did it. Wow. And it was incredible. And it was beautiful and wonderful. And it was just really fun. 
Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you had fun. And I'm glad you got to go. Me too. Because I know that was a last minute thing. Yeah, it was. I'm trying to debate if I want to put myself through the mental gymnastics of justifying a Florence and the Machine ticket because <gasps> I love her. Oh, my God. Which witchy, witchy, witchy Florence and the Machine? I want to go so bad. I want to go oh. so bad, but I just don't think I can swing it. Wow. When is she coming? October 4th. Oof. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. And in October. Yeah. Oh, Florence. I know. It'd be worth it to me to even get, like, nosebleed bullshit seats, except for the fact that the inside of Climate Pledge Arena is so steep. It's huge. It's so steep. Yeah. I went to a hockey game with my friend, because she has season tickets, uh-huh. and, like, this, the rise on the steps is so high, and the run on the step is so narrow. Mm. It's, there, it's just so steep that you get, I don't even get vertigo, but I get, like, vertigo on those steps that sounds terrifying which is why i had to get floor tickets for this show because i was like i am there's no way i could stand and dance and vibe and like have a good time in one of those seats also i am you know thick of thigh and large of ass and those seats do not accommodate that fuck them i'm also tall you are tall well i'm tall enough that those seats are a problem yeah yeah (laughs) oofba well I discovered something the week of, well, I guess not September 18th, of September 12th-ish, mm-hmm. like this whole week. Or maybe it was last week. I don't know. Okay. It was within September. Okay. I am a huge fan of the film League of Their Own. With Gina Davis mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks and Love Madonna it. and Rose O'Donnell. Yes, and yeah. have been for forever. It's iconic. I haven't yes. watched the show yet. I want to. The show, Corey, it is so queer, you all. Yeah. It is so, I mean, think if you've watched The L Word, okay, think that without all the nudity, you don't get all that because it is, <laughs> it is. well, oh, is it network? No, it's not network. No. It's, yeah. Well, probably because they're the women that they are yes. and the non-binary that they are. And there's something I want to talk about so badly, I but it's I not been it. out long enough. Well, and I also don't want to spoil it for anybody. I will just say this. There was a huge queer lifestyle in the 20s. This is set in the 40s, 1943. But there was a huge lifestyle, and we get to witness it from all honest angles, how it's going on in the 40s. I love that. If you watched The Good Place, not a human. Got Darcy Carden in it. Janet. Do you know who I'm in love with? Darcy Carden. Are you? Oh, yes. Oh, you're going to die. When she didn't win that Emmy Mm -hmm. for that episode of Good Mm -hmm. Place, I was ready to flip a table. Yeah, Yeah, we can go throw things at people because if she doesn't win an Emmy for this, I will be angry. But the lead is also great. You all. Oh, my God. So much kissing. So much other (laughs) stuff. So much everything. So much. And she is one of the main kissers. And so (laughs) you will have some fun. So I just had to tell all my queer listeners out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Oh, my God. I'm really excited about it. I just haven't something I've been talking to my therapist about. I Mm. just haven't had the... uh, like attention span mm-hmm. to watch anything right now. Like, I really want to watch Sandman. I really oh, want to finish Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. But like the way I feel right now is I would have to force myself to like muscle through it. And I want to actually enjoy it. Yeah, you do. So I'm just like waiting until I'm I'm waiting until I feel like I can just 
get through some media and enjoy it. I'm going to send you some energy. Thanks. I'm having a rough two weeks, everybody. It's fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I just am having a rough two weeks. It'll be okay. Yeah, it'll be okay. The equinox is coming. That always jazzes me up. Yeah. And it's Mercury retrograde. We're supposed to be like, I know. I know. I have to plan these better about like maybe not recording so much during this time. No, we have to though. Yeah. Because we can't record too far in advance. No, I know. We can't. That that felt weird. Even as far. I did. Stuff got weird this summer. I didn't like that. So yeah. But not too far. But anyway. You did have to go on vacation because vacation is important. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. We we all got to do that. Take care of yourself. Take care of yourself. But having said that, that's all I have for Babble. Go watch League of Their Own. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Okay, I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. I don't know if I have any Babble. Just that yeah, I think- I'm. Just that I was really jazzed about the newsletter this month, and I really am proud of the grab bag for mm-hmm. the um for the Patreon this month that I did. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I love it. I enjoyed it very much. And I hope that you all do too. And if you get the newsletter, I would love to know if you tried that fun dice and tarot spread thing. Let me know how it went. I'm excited about that. Yeah. And I forgot to say something Uh-oh. in my newsletter that Uh-oh. I'll have to put on Patreon and maybe on Instagram about what I found out. Oh. Yeah. It, 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 that was supposed to go in the newsletter. I just cut it because... I write a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I Although, I think this was the shortest written tarot poll I have ever done on Patreon. It so was, There I you think. go. I worked really hard to keep it brief. The first time, <laughs> funny story behind the curtain. The first time we, I drafted a newsletter, Dennis sent me her herb spotlight. And I had to, like, take a breath and be like, Detta, the whole newsletter is going to be, like, two pages. And her spotlight was like four and a half pages. <laughs> okay, it was only four. <laughs> Three and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very long. She was mm-hmm. like, oh. So I'm very glad that you have the Patreon where you can sort of expound a little bit. Uh, me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> it was uh, funny. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> you have a lot to say about your herbs. I do. It's true. It's sometimes. And sometimes, like, it's like, yeah, it's the syrup and... There you go. And there you go. I don't have anything, which is why I'm doing new moon and I literally full moon cannot rituals. imagine you saying that about any herb. Well, that you don't have. OK, anything. I well, I'm not going to talk about it now. Okay. Hi, I have lots of library stuff. Me, too. Uh, can I give my sources? Yeah. Do you mind if we give our sources at the same time so I don't yeah. have to revisit them? That'd For be sure. awesome. Yeah. Uh, I've got livescience.com. Me too. Merriamwebster.com. Science.howstuffworks.com. Tinyrituals.co. Ecoinstitute.org. Philosophynow.org. Mindbodygreen.com. Vice.com. Learnreligions.com. Melmagazine.com. And of course, the ubiquitous Wikipedia. <laughs> And I have me, 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 and me. And also, clevelandclinic.org, medium.com, mission, oh my gosh, and that is by Colton Swab. The whole link will be there. It is an amazing article. I love, I love his writing so very much. And thecrimson.com, livescience.com, as you said, cures.com. And then I have a couple of books that I will talk about when we get to the bonfire, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's mine. Amazing. So, yeah. You want to go for it? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Sure. In this essay, I will. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but I am going to start with a definition, which is some mm-hmm. cheesy senior in high school I nonsense. I love it. But here we are. I wrote it down, too. <laughs> because some of you might not know. You might not know. So we are defining the term astral projection. Okay. Merriam-Webster defines astral projection as the ability of a person's spirit to travel distant places. Awesome. That's a very simple sort of TLDR, like very succinct statement until you pick at the words in it. And then you start to sort of have to understand much larger concepts. And I will add to Corey's definition, the astral plane, a plane of existence inhibited by astral bodies. Astral bodies. Inhibited? In, in, inhabited. Sorry. I can't even read my own writing. <laughs> and, it's, and it's on a computer. I really have no excuse. <laughs> People on the astral plane described passing through one another constantly is the sentence that they used. But hmm. um, I have never experienced. Well. Never mind. Yes, maybe. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) The term astral projection was coined in the 19th century by the Theosophists, which is a religion created by a woman whose last name I can't remember and I forgot to write it down. Uh, It starts with a B. It's like Bravatsky or something. Blavansky. Blavansky. Yeah. And she's from Ukraine. But the idea of astral travel or astral projection supposes that there is a subtle body, an energetic body or spirit or soul with autonomy within the body, which saying it, it's like, okay, yeah, sure. That's a huge concept. That's a humongous concept that supposes... So much. Say it one more time for me. It supposes that there is a subtle body or energetic body or soul with autonomy within the within the gross body or physical body. Yep. So 21 grams, baby. To astral project or travel, one has to sort of buy into the idea that there is a an energy. Mm-hmm. within oneself that through meditation or or trance or focus can go to somewhere else there are practices like this that exist all the way back in ancient egypt mm-hmm. regarding ba or the soul it's referenced and cited often from corinthians there's a reference to a soul traveling to quote the third heaven Paul wrote about it as well. Yeah. Oh, my least favorite writer in the Bible. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. It's all across Western esotericism, just like all over the place. Everywhere. <laughs> there is the Linga Sarira, which I know I pronounced incorrectly. I do not speak Sanskrit. I am sorry for that, but it's from Hinduism. Uh, it exists. The concept exists in Taoism. It exists within Japanese mythology as well as within the people of the Amazon, the indigenous people of the Amazon, and in some Inuit groups. And in the Quran. And Inuit groups, for those that don't know, are the indigenous people of the north, basically, like Mm -hmm. Alaska, lower Greenland, 
the upper reaches of, of Canada. Wow. Arctic folks, basically. Cool. I'm going to go just a little bit further back. The first time they saw astral plane in anything, mm-hmm. not projection, not what Corey just talked about, (laughs) was 1747. Well, it was between 1747 and 65 from Emanuel Swedenborg in his spiritual diary. I guess he was a pastor. I don't know much about him. I just discovered him. Hmm. But that's the first time they saw it written in the, I'm going to say, probably in the Western European world. Sure. Again, I haven't done that research. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Right. One last note is that there are two sort of interpretations of what it means to astral project. There are two main, two, mm, I'll say two yeah. main schools of thought on it. There is the classical meaning like that the theosophists have. I don't know where the emphasis in that word goes. I theosophists? I, that's what I thought it was, but I might is be it? wrong. I don't know. I'm not one, so I don't know. And what that means is that they ha- they believe that there is one absolute belief system and that it is correct. Right. And that is what you should. So they're... <laughs> I know some other I groups know. like that. Well, and Christian so, theosophists are the same. Yes. Yeah. So the classical meaning of astral projection in those circles is that you travel astrally to have the other heavens or other stars whereas uh there is another more modern interpretation of astral projection where the astral self can travel to other parts of our physical world mm. like in charm yeah how yeah. um Prue used to do that yeah yeah before we get into any more yeah. wonderful intellectual stuff that Detta has, I also just want to have you all look up something on your own that is really fascinating that started during quarantine, where the handle or the tag would be r slash astral army. And basically, there are innumerable articles about this. People who, to beat the frankly insanity that was being cooped up in a 500 square foot apartment for days and days and months and months on end were trying to learn how to astral project and there's whole groups of people and especially on reddit there are forums of people teaching other people how and talking about the things they experience now i don't really fuck with reddit like i don't get on there a lot i don't really understand how it works my interactions on Reddit have been un- almost universally terrible. So people are obnoxious on that site. That's just, you know, my experiences. And I know some people have found really great communities really? and stuff oh, they good. have on there, which well, is good. like lovely. But please look it up because I was fascinated. Did they succeed? According to people who were trying it. Yeah. That's awesome. And so there's whole articles that were written in Melmet Magazine, as well as in Vice and a bunch of other, I think I saw one in like, I can't remember, some pop culture magazine. Cool. And it's wild. It's mm. wild what people are talking about experiencing. And also people who are like, look, if you're trying to astral project, this gets a little conspiracy theory-y for me, but also it doesn't hurt anyone to think it. So like, whatever, believe what you want. People who are like, don't try to astral project to the Pentagon because the government has like astral wards up and things like that. And it's like, you know what? 
the government's done weirder shit. I'm, I, I, it doesn't mean anything to me either way if it is or isn't true. But I was reading that and I was like, wow, people are deep in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people are deep in it being like, don't try to get into any classified stuff because you'll just end up hurting yourself. Just fascinating stuff like that. Uh, so please look it up because it's interesting as heck. That's it for me for the library. Oh, it is. Okay. I'm going to piggyback on something you already said about the uh, different heavens. Mm -hmm. If you are. So if you look at the Quran, they have the same thing as astral projection. But Muslim, they believe that there are seven different heavens and that is their astral plane. But sometimes they refer to it as that, I guess, now in, in modern day. And this all actually started a long, long time ago, as Corey said, in Egypt, but also Plato and Aristotle both talked about it, and they talked about, wildly, the four earthly elements and then the fifth element, the spirit. Hmm. When you are astral projecting, if you're not doing that on this plane, it one of the theories is, is that it's a celestial place that you are going to. And when we go, our energy and our consciousness or our subconscious is the etheric body that Corey was talking about, or your astral body. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to the astral plane. But where, what is the astral plane? And the hermetics talk about it. Absolutely talk about it. And that's why I want you to read the medium article, because he describes it so well. They don't come right out and say it, but their tenants, their principles which is what so much of our witchcraft and manifestation and evolving as human beings is is based on in witchcraft. A, a lot of us, not everybody, because not everybody's the same. The way that you can get to astral projection, uh, according to many people. Mm-hmm. Before I say all this, I have to say, because Corey and I chatted about this beforehand, but I told her I would wait till the podcast. Some of this research pissed me off. Okay. It really irked me. All and right. I'm going to tell you all why when I'm through with this. Okay. And you're going to get some of why when I tell you this. All right. So near-death experiences, meditations, mantras, uh, lucid dreaming. Hmm. And we'll talk more about that out at the bonfire because I think Corey and I might be on the same page as this. And that a lot of times when you can get to the astral plane and where people often go accidentally is when they're in a hypnagoic state and that is the time right before you're falling asleep so think alpha state slipping into theta state that's where you can usually get to the astral plane some refer to or use transcendental meditation as a form a silent meditation or mantra there's no doubt in my mind anyway that if you are visiting the astral plane you are having an obe which is an out of body experience i wondered if you were going to talk about obes because i yeah. forgot to oh oh yeah. good do you want to take on no. take, oh okay just that the term was made popular mm-hmm. by robert monroe other authors who are really respected a long time ago not modern day authors who really brought this to the new age was carrington and muldoon what is the difference between hypnagogic and hypnopomic. Hypnopompic. 
hallucinations. Oh. Notice how they said hallucinations. They are both sleep-related hallucinations. The first one, hypnagogic. <laughs> I know I'm saying it wrong. Okay. Hallucinations happen as you're falling asleep. And the other ones happen as you're waking up. Both types are usually cause for concern according to the clevelandclinic.org oh but wait it gets worse and we'll talk about that at the bonfire a great place to read just a teeny bit is romdos.org do you know romdos i do too three planes of existence he can talk a little bit about it i already mentioned colton swab who i love and yeah and i don't know if this next part that i have is for the library or for the bonfire. I'm just thinking about writing off experiences as just like hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Because like... Yeah, I really want to talk about that. I have that. many friends who have sleeping disorders. Mm-hmm. And they can tell the difference. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I do know. So like, I know the difference between having like a lucid dream or a prophetic dream or a trance-like state. And when I wake up and my nightmare comes with me. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I know the difference. Uh Uh-huh. We're going to talk about that at the bonfire. Mental illness and witchcraft. As a person with undiagnosed mental illness, yes, I can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. As a person with schizophrenia in my family history, I know that not everybody can. So. Yeah. Like, I know that I come from a place of, like, super ableness to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time. This is a complicated and fussy making issue. Yeah. Yeah. Should we head out to the bonfire and talk about it? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. If you're new to the astral plane, who gets to go and party up there? Who will you meet if you go and take your little red cup and walk around? Anyway, no, (laughs) it's not. (laughs) I have to tell you, this episode Mm -hmm. is one that I put off for a long time as well because it's as serious to me as shadow work. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's it's pretty... You can fuck some stuff up, everyone. So <laughs> just be careful out there. Uh, but who who's there? It's a liminal space, but not all, in my opinion, not all liminal spaces are the astral plane. And okay. in my research, I found that everybody... Like the... Um, Lucid dreaming, which we'll talk about after you find out that angels, spirits, animals, mythical animals, demons, I definitely want to talk about that later, ancestors, people you may have lost, some people meet their spiritual guides there, some people believe this is how you get to your past lives, some people believe this is where you pick up your prophetic dreams. Mm -hmm. That's just a snippet of who you may meet up there. I did not meet my dragon familiar, who was so unexpected to me, in the astral plane. However, he goes to the astral plane with me all the time now. Sure. I am never alone. I never go without him anymore. So. Well, that's got to feel safer. Mm-hmm. Want to go back and forth? Well, what? I just, I don't, um, I don't consider the work that I do necessarily astral work. So. I, uh, that's the perspective I am coming to mm-hmm. this with, which is like, I, I think probably the pathworking that I do could be considered astral work. I don't, not because I don't think it is. I just, that's just not how I contextualize it for myself. Mm-hmm. I, I don't intentionally 
go looking to walk around in the astral realm. That's just not a thing I do. I, I don't, I, I just, I have never done that. I have done trance work and meditation work where I, and this is probably not the safest way to do this, so don't do what I do probably, <laughs> but I just would do that and see where I'd go. Which is probably... Were, were you tethered at least? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I definitely was just like, oh, let's just see what happens, uh, which is probably not the best way to do that but i did and i'm fine now and that feels like chaos magic to me it probably is but i i definitely know that when i'm doing pathworking i go somewhere Mm -hmm. but i have never considered it astral work and i don't know if i will but i don't i mean that doesn't mean it's not what it is well that was part of the problem i had i have definitely been on the astral plane and if I had thought I hadn't been when I worked with friend, the Shaw woman, yeah. I talk about all the time, I, we absolutely did. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yes, yes. And yes. And yes. And after my working with her and I worked with her for seven years, I can go pretty quickly to the astral plane, which I couldn't before. It was a lot of training. When I'm out of practice, it takes me a long time to get path working. Well, and one of the things I read is that a lot of people consider lucid dreaming the astral plane. And I, I I'm conflicted. They, I can see why they would, because it's a it's another sort of level of yeah, consciousness. It is. And it, to have control in that place is is difficult to master. I can't do it. It doesn't feel the same to me. That's fair. I, I, I guess I feel like I'm still in my mind and the liminal spaces come to me mm. when I'm lucid dreaming. That makes sense. And that... I'm not having an out-of-body experience because let me tell you, when I have an out-of-body experience, oof, and I feel like when you go to the astral plane, it is an out-of-body experience. Yes. <laughs> and what is the astral plane? There was, I, I hope I find it in my notes. I, I don't see it right here, though. There was a theory about a celestial body that didn't make it through science when Kepler came along. Oh, there it is. I've just found it. (laughs) Um, A lot of people used to believe that the astral plane, and a lot of people still do, is a lot of people used to believe and still do that the astral plane is in a celestial sphere. That's a tongue twister. It is a tongue twister. Couldn't be proven by Kepler. In the 1600s, Kepler, he proved a lot of other stuff along with that crazy newton guy and uh their apple cider they did they found a lot together and they found a lot that we still use today i what was it your star seed sign or whatever i saw mm. i found a lot of stuff about like your star seed mm-hmm. and things like that i didn't get into it very much because it just looked like conceptually more than i can oh handle. my gosh i wish i had found that because one of the things in my notes is for me this takes me to the fact that we're made of stardust oh well, how wild is that i was thinking about that a lot after oh, wow. our metal episode we recorded oh yeah 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 but i saw a bunch of things that were like find your star seed and learn how to project to the other stars and planets and stuff like that and i was like that's neat i don't think that's for me though like I'm not super interested in that. Mm-hmm. That's not like this world is, and its layers are enough to contend with for yeah. me right now. Thank you so much. But it was really interesting stuff that I just like conceptually could not handle. Oh no, right I want to read it. 
Like, I was just like, I can't hang. Yeah. (laughs) This is a lot. Well, and in when we're talking about it, okay, this is the other thing that pissed me off. That guy, (laughs) when we were talking about celestial spheres and the fact that we, um, gosh, who was it? Oh, it's from the Curious Mm. or Cures.com article. Astral projection, a strange out-of-body experience or disassociative disorder. Oh, get fucked. Yeah. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> that was reflexive. I apologize. Fucking pissed me off. How dare you? I just was like, that's offensive to people who have dissociative disorder. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yes, or who've gone through it and have treated it. It is so not. It's you not all the can't same. You can see my face, but I'm like so ready to fucking throw down with it's this guy. It's not the same. It's just not the same. And I say this now because of the Kepler and the science stuff. So there are actually two studies out there that are considered legitimate, but only I two. I hate this guy. I know. And one of them is the 21 grams. About how the spirit weighs 21 grams? Yep. The soul, the soul or whatever. when it leaves. That's And that the fact that that doesn't happen to dogs, that they don't lose any body weight, that supposedly they don't have souls, which I think is a bunch of bullshit. They do have souls. But, <laughs> but if that's proof, and people have tried to dispute it and say, oh, no, it's this happening, it's that happening. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see what Martellus thinks of that, actually. Maybe I'll maybe I'll email her and follow up on that. But I guess they haven't been able to disprove that. And I have the guy's name here somewhere. But I listened to, to a really good episode of Sawbones about that. Did you? Yeah. And what did they say? It was just fascinating. They were just like, nobody's been able to conclusively prove or not prove that. Mm. But it was a fascinating story about the guy who ran the experiment. Mm-hmm. He's come the closest, I guess. Yeah. But. <laughs> so. I'm really frustrated. Can you tell? I'm really, tell. really frustrated. You've got a lot of false starts. That's how I can tell you're fussy about something. There is nothing wrong with having a mental illness. No, not at all. And you have to be able to say that and admit that in order to help your mental illness. Yeah, you're not broken or nope. wrong. You just need extra yes. support in a certain area. Exactly. Coming from trauma brain and a lot of disassociative disorders that I have worked on, I'm about to be 54. For most of my life, I am here to tell you that my spiritual experiences are completely different than my mental illnesses. Yeah. Or, you know, and I know that word even just coming out of my mouth still has all this stigma to it. Mm-hmm. It really does. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It shouldn't be. They're, they're normal, especially when you get, you know. When things happen, when trauma happens, our brains often break. But they break in a way to keep us safe. Mm-hmm. The fact that you would need help to go do that because you think you're traveling to purposefully traveling. I am not here to argue that dissociative orders don't exist because I do believe they do. Yeah. Schizophrenia does as well. Spirits, they're already starting to prove it with the string theory, with parallel dimensions, with the fact that we can palpably now they're doing experiments where you can touch energy that we cannot see. Hmm. So that's also the thing about if if we are able to detach our spirit, our consciousness, our soul from our body Mm -hmm. and travel out 
Of course, that makes sense because we are energy and it's all part of this for me. So schizophrenia and I, I again, I don't want to if you are schizophrenic, do not stop taking your meds. That yes. is not what I'm suggesting or anything like no. that. But I do have to say what I would say is just always be aware. Be, yeah. Be listening and and. With a critical ear. Yes. And I think if you're told all your life that, oh, no, this is sick, this is wrong, you're sick, you're wrong, that you can't even explore that. Yeah. And again, stay on your meds, people. Stay on your meds. Stay on your meds. Oh, my God. Keep doing your therapy if therapy is a thing you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know. I don't know, man. There's just the human brain is so weird. Mm hmm. And the human brain can make a lot of things true. I was just talking to my yeah, therapist about placebos. Yeah. Uh, because my doctor, when asking me when the last time I had a panic attack was and what it felt like and what happened to me, was like, I'm going to send you something that you can take next time you have a panic attack. And I was talking to my, which is great. Yeah. It cost six whole dollars. I got like 20 oh pills. Gosh. It's wonderful. Haven't had to use it yet. Okay. Thankfully. Because... You know, I haven't had any panic attacks Mm -hmm. in a little while, which is great. But I was talking to my therapist and I was like, even if it doesn't work, but my brain has decided it is working, I'm fine with that. I have no problem with that. Me either. And in that same way, I, I just, I just think that if what you believe enriches you and hurts no one, Mm -hmm. then you should. And when I say hurts no one, I mean you. Yes, I was going to say that includes yourself. So, like, if you are experiencing communiques from the energy of the universe around you, that's awesome and good. But if you are experiencing upsetting voices mm-hmm. that don't belong to you, yep, go see somebody. Yeah, for sure. Immediately. Because and we've talked about that before too. Yeah, we've talked about that before. It, it, both of us check in with our therapists constantly. You know? Yeah, and to I think what really bothers me about the rhetoric of this guy's article is that mental illness is already so stigmatized; it completely others people. Mm-hmm. And to do what he's doing with the rhetoric of this article is to further other. Mm-hmm. To further stigmatize, to make you seem not only ill but crazy mm-hmm. on top of it. And that's incredibly harmful. As a person as a person who has dissociated and lost large chunks of time or completely trauma blocked out most of their upbringing, <laughs> it's not. I don't think that's a spiritual thing. I think that's a, my brain was protecting me from some shit. It was. Thing. But as a person who has also like done pathworking and communicated with, you know, bigger concepts than myself, like that is an intentional communication. Yes. It's different and it feels different. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And I think like understanding that difference is Takes practice. Yeah. And discernment. And discernment. And critical thinking. Mm-hmm. I want to talk just a teeny bit more about discernment because I, th- I think we're going to move into our, our experiences and then how you can approach this if you want to. You got me all worked up. 
I'm sorry. I know I was too. I'm too much pain to get like physically loudly worked up. So it's like just all happening in here. No, come out of Corey's brain. It's all right. I'm gonna drink this delicious coffee. If anybody's worried, I did just say I'm in too much pain. I'm on my period. It's awful. Everything sucks. My body's trying to kill me. Don't even worry about it. Her body's trying to kill her. But don't worry about it, everyone. Just you know, just don't don't worry about it. Don't even trip. It's fine. I'm fine. Discernment. Yes. When I was doing this research, yes. I tried to find a podcast that I thought was reasonable for you to listen to other than ours. That we might be kind of fun. So yeah, fun. I do love recommending other podcasts. And I ran across one that is just, it's that slimy car salesman feeling. Ugh. And that was a terrible noise. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sonically, that was awful. <laughs> and then Life Science, she talks about exploring it and she found a class for a thousand dollars that i just you know i yeah i believe i believe in the sacred exchange you know i do and i don't believe in capitalism so that makes me a little bit different having said that commerce and capitalism are different they are patagonia love patagonia is a billionaire and he's like here's my money uh, yeah, it. but he did become a billionaire because he charged money and did lots of things and, you know, all that. I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad class. Just be discerning. And if you've got the money, if it's in your budget, you go for see it. see what it's all about. If it's not, uh, don't. There's lots of stuff and we're going to share some stuff with you. However, having said that, mm-hmm. I did spend seven years, as I said, <laughs> practicing this with another human being. But before that, this actually presented itself in my life. I've already talked about this on the podcast before. When a friend of mine went away to Wyoming for the summer mm-hmm. or for two weeks, and I went over to take care of her cat and her book was out and her light was on and she was on page whatever of an Anne McCaffrey novel. And when mm-hmm. I called her, I said, um, I think somebody was in your room. <gasps> And she was like, and this was not the first day. This was not after she had just left. This was like five days in. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And she had forgot her book and it was just awful. She was, if you knew my friend, <laughs> being without a book that she was in the middle of is just, no, it'd be awful. It'd be awful. Be off. And she was like, oh my God, I had this dream last night that I was blah, 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 but it didn't feel like a dream. It didn't feel like a dream, y'all. And and she goes, and here's what happened in the book. So I'm following along in the book. And I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And there you have it. So that was my first experience with it. And she's the one who first told me about it. And we weren't doing this thing yet. She might have, she was just starting to get it. She might have, she was, that was one of my first experiences. What was one of your first experiences with it? Or have you? With astral? You, yeah. I have you gone at all? Uh, I don't. I remember when I was a child and Charmed came out. And mm-hmm. Prue could, I tried, I tried so hard, but I have chronically had really terrible nightmares most of my life, like every night. And I used to sleep like a tornado with fists. <laughs> and like, I used to be a very active sleeper because my nightmares, when you're a child, it's, it's more likely that you'll sleepwalk, sleep talk, uh, move in your sleep in in like response to the impulses in your brain when you're older that stops usually i don't have that problem as much but i still have nightmares almost every night oh um, it's it is the baseline at this point and it is okay when i'm sick they're worse and they are specific and they're awful but normally they're just normal nightmares mm-hmm. uh, but i remember when i was young i was like oh, i wish i could do that instead of having nightmares 
occasionally when I'm not having nightmares, the dream is to have no dreams. That's my dream. That's mm. my like, oh God, what a life that must be. But wow. when I'm not having nightmares, uh, I'm having very fucking strange dreams. And very, very infrequently, not very often, I'll have prophetic dreams. Mm-hmm. Usually about innocuous shit, but sometimes important stuff. And never once have I ever been able to lucid dream. Really? Not once. You've just given me a challenge. Can't do it. I know. I know. But I... I've tried. With your permission, I want to do some healing <laughs> sure. stuff for you. Love but that. we'll talk about it later I off air. That. Okay. It was not unusual for me to wake up with and like one of the, on my hands from like punching Corey. my wall. Or like clenching my fists really tight and having little cuts on my palms. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it made me impossible to sleep next to for a long time. Wow. My sister and my mom used to like be like, who gets to sleep with the tornado? I... <laughs> I had a a little one who had night terrors the first couple, you know, five until she was five or six. But they were night terrors. And, the, you know, they come fast and you can't really cling on to yeah. them and you scream and you're like, I don't know why. And every once that's in a while, different. Every once that's in a while, different. Mine um, cling to me a little bit when I'm waking up. But not in a sleep paralysis way, not in a narcolepsy way. I don't have like a sleep paralysis demon. I'm not like I don't have sleep paralysis. Mm. I wake up. And I'm very physically alert, mm-hmm. but mentally, the whatever's going on in my brain is still like, hi. And I'm like, please stop. <laughs> You're creepy. Go away. Please stop this. I'm awake now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I've, I've had a lot of experiences, and I was like, what should I tell? I think I've shared... <laughs> I don't, I don't, sometimes I wonder, sometimes I fear what you all might think of me because I love those movies, those revenge movies. Big fan of those. I have never, I've not been to the astral plane where I feel like I'm walking through other people. Uh, Not at all. I have done a ton of shadow work there. And one of the times I ran into three of my. I ran into three people who caused a lot of my trauma Mm. who are no longer alive. Gotcha. I burned them. So there you go. And so that they were not on my astral plane. Now, some people would say that that meant I took a part of their soul and burned it. And I maybe didn't have the right to do that. I don't think I don't think that's what that was. You know, and friend did not think that's what it was either. Uh, but it was very healing. I think it, yeah, it must yeah. have been cathartic as heck. Yeah. I have also traveled back and talked to ancestors uh, who have passed away. I absolutely have done that. I have met animals there. And this did make me start to think there are other places that I go that I don't feel are the astral plane, mm-hmm. but that they probably are. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are two very specific places that I have one of them literally been going to for as long as I remember. And that's why I know there's a difference between disassociation and traveling on the astral plane. Because when the astral plane finally presented itself to me, I went, oh, that's what that is, which as opposed to all the other crap.
I had one OBE, like a really like strong one at a breathwork and sacred cacao ceremony I went to. Um, it's the only time it's ever happened. I've had similar. I've had similar but very different experiences that felt similar but were very different in like um, Shavasana at the end of, of yoga practices I've done or meditations that I've done. But this was literally like floating above my body looking down at myself, which was weird. And I was glad that I was in a group that I felt safe and supported and I was with a friend and my friends were leading the ceremony and and it was, you know, it was really good. It was just very scary. It was very scary. It was very brief, I think, probably. It did not feel brief, but it was definitely in the... Yeah, yeah. it probably only was about five, ten seconds. They've done studies of people in surgeries and stuff like that and put clocks or, mm. or a sign mm. or something up above. And, and it's about a 50%... Uh, yeah. success rate so they still cannot definitively prove it I I know that halfway through my hysterectomy when I was in my 30s I I was out of my body for a little bit mm. and and then went back in and it was much longer surgery than it should have been it was very very complicated I woke up during so, my wisdom tooth surgery oh that was oh. different that's different I, I woke <laughs> up I came out of anesthesia and they were like we had to put you back under and because my dumbass has anxiety I was like is that gonna cost more and they were like yeah so I was like you have to ask my mom and they I don't remember any of this and they went out and they were like she wouldn't let us keep going unless we asked you if it was okay and my mom was like fucking yeah yes <laughs> yeah stupid yeah. yes yeah yeah apparently yeah. money is a stressor for me who'd have thought <laughs> And it shouldn't be. Anyway. Anyway. So let's move on to a couple of other things. You can choose to meet people there. So that's why the Reddit story was so interesting mm-hmm. to me. Remote viewing is a whole other thing, everybody. I mean, it I is part of this. Yes. If you, if you want to do this, there are lots of, and why do you want to do this? You need to, you should check into that, listeners. You should check into why you might want to do this. Don't do what I did just to be like, let's see where I end up. Sometimes you accidentally do it, though. And that's and so it's good to know if you're there, if you can identify it. But there's also a lot of manifestation that can happen. So what I believe that burning my (laughs) abusers was, was manifesting a healing of a wound and cleaning out a wound and sealing it. Because it has not bothered me since. Great. So it's been great. Also... Uh, order to get to, as you were saying, the cacao and the breathwork and stuff, breathwork people. I literally wrote breathwork people. Please practice your breathwork. There are things that I think you need to do before you intentionally try to do this. I think the alpha state going into the alpha state, the countdown into that is, at least for me, my experience is once I'm in the alpha state, I'm in a relaxed state of readiness. I'm not asleep, but I'm, Yeah. I want to go ahead. I just yeah. say I'm I like uh I have a hard time doing stuff right before I fall asleep because the way I fall asleep you don't have to then. You don't have to do this when you're falling asleep. You can do this in the middle of the day, everybody. There's a lot of really fun exercises I've always wanted to try to do that are like right before you go to sleep. Notice this, notice this. But the way that I fall asleep is so abrupt oh. that like <laughs> there is no time. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my gosh, I'm jealous. <laughs> I just conk out. Yeah. Oh. This is what I want in my life, everybody, oh, to fall asleep man. and stay asleep. Ah, uh, age. I, the other... <laughs> cracks me up Corey. <laughs> sorry i'm like awake and then i'm not <laughs> very quickly Boom. very much Corey made a face earlier today that made and i was like you you look like a cartoon <laughs> you're so adorable okay practice your breath work practice your alpha state work and staying awake you need to be able to be conscious before you end up going on a trip also, the body scan technique is really nice. Do you know what that is? When it, if you've been in acting class, it's where you tighten your toes and loosen your toes, tighten your heels. And yeah, that's also one of the exercises to meditate before sleeping. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Um, if that does not work for you, it works really well for me. What? There's something it's called something, something yoga. I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, it's not important. That's okay. Go ahead. And there are some other ways to protect yourself. You need to have a tether. If you saw my couple of post on lucid dreaming on dream work which i then had to pause because that spread around the time riley started getting sick so i just didn't have time but i'll go back to it y'all i promise it's some of the same stuff you need a tether when you go to the astral plane a lot of people call it the silver cord some people call it a rope i read something somewhere where somebody said such and such developed the rope technique and i'm like you know what y'all uh, no, the silver he cord didn't. is referenced in the Bible. Uh, yeah, and not only that, days I think I, I I did not know about. Well, I must have because I read it, but it was in my subconscious. But I didn't identify that, and I was like, oh, I've got this silver cord. When I, you know, when I was mm-hmm. doing stuff when I was younger, that now, of course, I go back and go, oh yeah, yeah. So he did not develop it, in my opinion. In my opinion, have an anchor. Sure. Circles. Oh, my gosh. Circles. If you are into casting circles, cast yourself a circle before you do it. If you're not, or even if you are, a circle of salt around you or salt in the bedroom, in the corners, or in whatever room you're in doing this. It doesn't have to be a bedroom. I would not suggest doing this outside. I, I know some people do. But I don't think I would feel safe. Yeah. I mean, even I, I've been tempted out in my backyard. But the fact is, you're leaving your body. Maybe if somebody else was with you and watching your body. If you wanted to come yeah. use my back deck, you can. Or what? If you wanted to come use my back deck, you could. That'd be kind of fun. Maybe we should try that sometime. Yeah. But I, to your point about yeah. like you're leaving your body. Mm-hmm. I think casting a circle in this case or protecting yourself is, I think, very vital. Yeah. Because you're not in there anymore. Mm-hmm. No. A- and I don't believe you are. It really is an out of body experience. And I don't think like you should just live in fear that something yeah. else will occupy your body because that's. Oh, no. Not really, probably the thing. But like, just protect your body. Yeah. It's your house. There are... You live there. You do. It is your house. And here, here, it's so funny. I've been on a car metaphor. You know, it's your car. (laughs) This is your car. It gets you through life. Your meat sack, as they say. Your meat sack. Yeah. And you got to take care of it. And, And so make sure it's okay when nobody's driving it. And on that note, I also wanted to say, so my experience about creating that wound, that shadow work, Some people would call that the lower level of uh, the astral plane. And my other place that I've gone to since I was a kid, some people would refer to that as the higher level of the astral plane. Some people believe there are three levels to the astral plane in our witchcraft community. I have finally, 
finally started reading or listening to uh, Psychic Witch by Matt. Oh, mm, by Matt. By my friend Matt. No, I don't know him. He's got some good stuff in there and a lot of exercises. I'm not very far into it. I couldn't grasp what he really thinks about it and astral projection. So maybe my skipping around is bad. Just and missing context yeah, or something. Yeah, I'm going to go back and read it and see sure. if he says anything about it. Because I understand from a lot of people who've read his book that they think that it's a lot of, especially for young witches, really new, valuable, solid information that can be consumed in a way that they can grok it earlier than we all did. Or that they can practice and they have tools to practice so that they can get there on their own. And that for those of us who've been doing it a while, some just like just like acting. It's like, this is an acting book. And I knew that. I did that before. I don't need that acting book. It's like, and I've I know some people have done that with this because they're like, I've done that for a long time. And Matt never claims, or at least not that I've read or heard. That he's the one who created it, unless he actually did. He credits Laurie Cabot a lot. He credits a couple other people, uh, Christopher Penzak, I think, and a couple other people. So anyway, I'm really enjoying it so far, but I'm only a couple of chapters in. Yeah. Yeah. And other than that, I I could keep talking about this, but it's it's been a long episode. (laughs) And Corey needs to go home. I mean, I, mean, I have stuff Chill. I gotta do on the way home. I yeah. have to run. Oh my gosh. Bleh. And Mercury retrograde. So there you go. Bleh. Well, anything else? I can't think of anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. This is the most focused I've felt in many days. So that's good. <laughs> Making up for my unfocus no, with Runa. <laughs> not at all true. Not at all true. Also, I will say I'm not 100% focused because I was just an interrupting machine. No. I, it's fine. No. It's okay. Okay, whatever. It's okay. Anyway. Uh, so thank you, Detta, for your incredible patience. Oh, whatever. Should we send up some sparks? Let's do it. Do I go first? You go first. Thank you, my pen. <laughs> uh, make some noise. Sorry. Come here. Okay. I had three others ahead before this one, but I can't wait for the... To, I jumped ahead in my line because I just discovered something that you all have to go and discover. What is it? It's called Marcel the Shell with Shoes On. And maybe you have seen it on the internet since 2010, but I had not. And when Tammy and I went on our anniversary up to McMinimins, for one thing, we found a tarot deck, Marty Faber and I know her so, and Amy. Their tarot deck was there and all this mystical and magical-y stuff. But they also have a movie theater on the campus. I call it a campus. They have that in a lot of their places. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it's much cheaper. So it was like five bucks. And Tammy was like, this is what's playing. Let's look at the trailer. And I was like, oh, it's so cute. I cried, like up crying. If you've seen up, I had those kind of tears, but it was so joyful and so happy and so awesome. And now I'm obsessed and I really want to see the Netflix or not the Netflix, but the YouTube shorts that they made before they were able to do this. Also, um, oh, Marcel. Marcel, yeah. I recognize Marcel the Shell. I follow Lenny the Blob, and if you like Lenny the Blob, I think you'll really like Marcel the Shell with shoes on. 
I happened to go on to Lenny's page this morning because they had a new video out. Such good stuff for your mental health and affirmations and just feeling good about yourself. Thank you, Lenny. Not that you're listening, but Lenny the Blob, I was like, I wanted to thank them for that and say that I think they might have a kindred spirit. And if they haven't seen it, I don't know if this blob goes to see movies, but if they haven't, they need to go see Marcel the Shell because they will definitely find a kindred spirit. So if you like Lenny the Blob, you'll like Marcel the Shell. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. He's adorable. He's so adorable. Played by Nancy, Nancy, no, Jan, I don't remember her name. I don't know her name yet, but I'm going to memorize it because I'm becoming obsessed with it. So, <laughs> so, so that's my spark. I really think you all should go see it. Is it witchy? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, you will find a lot of magic in it. So there. All right. So, <laughs> Corey, there. what's yours? Uh, my spark today, my brain stalled. Sorry, I'm back. <laughs> you know, you have to pull the chain on your mm-hmm. lawnmower to get it going again. That's what I just did. I want to talk about author and folklorist Piper CJ. So if you're on TikTok, you probably know who she is because we're probably on similar sides of TikTok. She is a folklorist who talks about folklore type things. She just did a, a video. Was it? yesterday or two days ago about the Slenderman, which was fascinating. And it was like a minute and a half and it was fascinating. But her Instagram is just chock full of like super rad stuff. And you should check out her website because books, there's books to read, baby. You know, she's an author and she's funny and she's beautiful and she's so so smart i just cannot recommend her enough even if you just want to come for the lulls go follow her tiktok follow her instagram and i'm gonna really shoot my shot there and i'm gonna be like hey you want to come on the podcast so we'll see (laughs) we'll see if that how that goes i'm putting it in the universe manifest it that would be amazing that would be amazing because she's great (laughs) wow (laughs) because she's great well cool she looks amazing. I love her bio on Instagram. 825K plus on TikTok because y'all are lunatics. <laughs> <laughs> I just love her so much. So please check her out. That's my spark. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to dive into her work. I know. I want to see her books. A little bit fay. I don't know. I can't wait. Now I've gotten. I have to publish classes tonight. I don't get to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid work. I know. I have to go back to work. Let. Ah, well, Corey, thank you. Hey, thank you. This this wasn't quite as heavy as the shadow work episode. Yeah. Please take it seriously yeah. if you're going to explore this. I agree. I mean, other people have horror stories out there that I have absolutely not experienced, but I believe them. And I do believe, I don't know what demons and evil and devil actually are, you know, out there. But there is negative energy out there and it manifests in certain ways. And I know people who've run into that when they've been on the astral plane. So just be careful. Well, until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. 
If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.